And we are live, Rooster Boosters. It's uh, episode three of Rooster Booster time with uh, the big guy, Scott Ferrara, Mikey Parazzini, Mikey P. Uh, unfortunately, Sammy Brooks couldn't be uh, with us today. He had uh, uh, prior commitments he had to attend to. Uh, so we'll definitely miss him today. And uh, we'll go right into it. So we're going with our week four recap. Uh, I know I kind of recapped it for five minutes uh, in the quick tap recap this week. But, you know, I don't think there's ever enough ways you can discuss a win. There's, you know, there's endless ways you can discuss a win. Um, so let's get right into it. What do you think about week four, Mike? I think that they came out and they played incredibly well and incredibly hard. And I think this is the first time that they came off right off the bat and uh, they were giving it to them. Um, they, they came off real smooth and real fast, but it was definitely a tale of two halves. Uh, you know, first half went real well. Everything was going kind of our way. And then second half, it kind of, it changed and almost gave us me a heart attack at least. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, this the, it definitely, you're definitely right. It was a tale of two halves. And unlike New England, we actually got a groove in, in the half we, we, we played well in, especially with the wind. Um, but wind was a factor again. Um, see it in the first half, obviously all of our kicks to touch going a little farther. Um Really strong in the set piece again. Really strong taking it to the back line again. So I think we're just showing that we're more versatile in, in the way we can attack. Um, although we do go back to basics when we do them all. Um, I think the most interesting thing was this was the first match Kyle Sumption was not available for. Uh, he had prior commitments to Army Rugby. Uh, but Hanko got his first uh, start. Um, so I'm hoping... Kyle's available this week, and imagine having Hanko and Kyle Sumption uh, on each side. But, um, yeah, I think uh, the second half came down to discipline, man. We just had terrible discipline. Yeah. I, I Unfortunately, I was at the bar when I was watching the game at Excelsior, and so I couldn't hear what the ref was saying. Um, I, definitely there were some things that looked like there was discipline issues I don't want to blame everything on the ref, like every rugby player ever. Um, but I think definitely discipline did play into it. Um, I think you could you could tell at some points uh, the Rooney players were getting a little upset. There was one thing I think they were upset with, which was uh, they would uh, were trying to poach the ball, and they would clearly be wrapped on the ball, and the ref was letting um, uh, Houston get the ball, or at least Houston, uh, you know, attempt to retrieve their own ball a little longer than they would have hoped. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it just came down to a lot of discipline issues that were happening in the second half. I know they got called a, a bunch of times for for um, not rolling out, and I wish I got a picture of it. There was clear footage, and I think it was Anthony Parry trying to roll out, and the and the Houston player in the ruck is physically holding him by the jersey in the breakdown, and the referee was on that side to see it. Um, so that was definitely one that slipped by the referee because, I mean, if you're rolling out and they're holding you in the breakdown – Something's wrong there. Um, but th I'm not saying, again, I'm with you. We were definitely undisciplined. Um, a lot of penalties for offsides. It seems as though when, we, when they got into the five meter, we were either offsides. We either had the hands in the ruck. We were either not rolling away. Um, and that's what killed us all in the second half was is every penalty we got gave them the extra few yards they needed, especially on the kick with the wind. I didn't think Houston was as good offensively. Um, they had, you know, that one breakaway which apparently was like a try of the week for no reason. Uh, again, no tries of the week for Rooney. I thought Matina's try would have been a try of the week with the passing 
um, clinic that went on. You know, everybody wants to talk shit about Basta again, but you know, he started that run. So, um, so. Oh yeah. Or even the Walsh try, which should have been a try of the week. That was that was just pure beauty for a scrum for a scrum half. Watching that, that was everything that I ever hoped and dreamed of. That you know, that beautiful pickoff um, by us on defense, and then you know Walsh going you know the the juke, and then going off the side of the ruck was just it was just amazing. Well, here's here's the thing. So if if you didn't get to watch it or you know, gosh, however it was, um, so what four minutes left. Uh, it's 24-23. Rooney's uh, up by one. Houston keeps pushing the pace, pushing the pace. Um, they uh, they actually scored that try uh, with a couple minutes left. Um, and uh, uh, Rooney actually snags the ball. Or I, I'm wrong. Rooney kicks the ball off. Um, Sabercats get it. Rooney makes the tackle, but hold, I believe Nate Brinkley holds the tackler up to create a ball. And then the ball collapses and Rooney gets the ball. From there is where I kind of see a breakdown in Rooney's game. I think they got a little flustered. Um, Marcus was trying to continue to hold possession. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Eventually, Dylan Foster gets the ball and tries to chip kick it downfield. Um, and nobody was really there to help him. So I was I was confused on that. Um, Houston gets the ball back. Now it's a minute or two left before the death. Houston is looking to drive, and Johnny on the spot, Mikey Mikey uh, Brown, Mikey Bistro, um, comes up with a huge steal, gets the Rooney possession. As we talked about, Marcus Walsh does a little fake, cuts through, scores a try. It's a nifty little play. I've seen him do it actually many times um, in practice, and I've seen him do it in uh, in scrimmages. Um, and and I think that's what our balance attack gives you. It gives you those little creases so that a guy like Mike Petrie, Marcus Walsh, um, Kale Marsh can kind of either fake a pass or just see a crease and cut through. Um, and that kind of dotted it at the death for us. Uh, Marcy Slotson, I think the final was 31 to 23. And I think the, it was just, it was beautiful. Uh, you know, attacking play. And I think a big shout out to our defense as well. Uh, we're talking about, you know, it's a tale of two halves, but our, our defense in the second half is just pushing them back consistently. You can see that, especially the backs were, you know, doing their job and it could have been a whole lot worse if, you know, our defense didn't hold up. So uh, a real shout out to them for, you know, consistently, consistently pushing them back, you know, not making sure that, you know, Houston backs didn't have room to run. I mean, definitely uh, you saw uh, Connor Wallace-Sims had a couple tackles. Um, Will Leonard was definitely a big force coming back after his suspension. Um, he's always a, a really good tackler. And Ben Foden tackling guys with his pretty face. I mean, who, who doesn't love that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did have we did have better defense, especially inside the five meter line or around the five meter mark. Um, again, I don't think Houston's offense was as good. They got a couple lucky breaks. Um, they got a couple balls that bounced right to them. Um, but I love the way Rooney played. Uh, Hanko was unbelievable. Nate Brinkley again is a friggin' stud. Um, if if you don't think Nate Brinkley should be the MVP right now, you you don't know rugby. Um, he's putting in full shifts four games in a row. I think he had 67 tackles or something like that. 
<laughs> there was some ridiculous amount of of tackles he had, another ridiculous amount of breakdowns. Again, we don't check any of this shit. Yeah. Um, that's not what we do here. Um, but if you if you want to check the stats, you can go to Rooney's website. They they start to put them up. Good job, Newman. Shout out to Newman. Um, and that's our that brought us to our man of a match. We we voted on uh, we voted on Hanko. Um, his big runs, um, even though he does try to do too much, which is something that Fawcett does. It uh, didn't kill us, um, especially that big run he had where he got the ball and he, and he was taking it downfield. I think we all really knew he was going to get caught, but you know, there's there's nothing you could do. Um, what do you think of the man of match selection? I think you're spot on. I think Hanko did an amazing job coming in for his first game. Um, was definitely you know a stalwart and, and worked hard. Um, and then you had that amazing steal. Um, we ran almost the entire pitch. So uh, definitely, I think a good call. He, did, he definitely a game changer, uh, you know, coming into the pack as well. So it should, he should definitely, you know, pan out for us. I, I don't, you know, you know, he's a, a USA, you know, rugby star. So there's not much you can't say about him. So I think, yeah, a, a great choice for man of the match. And again, I think everybody was on the defensive. Everybody was making great tackles. Basta again, making tackles, Hanko making tackles. I mean, big, powerful tackles. And the difference is last year we had to make a lot of gang tackles, and I think that threw off our defense because um, we weren't getting the right people in the right place. Um, really committing to those one-on-one tackles has been, I think, a key to our defense working because now you do have enough guys. You do have enough one-on-one defenders. Um, I think, you know, um, we did play a team. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the flow rugby rankings or whatever they do. Um, I'm not that big of a fan of flow rugby, um, but I did post this stuff in the group. Um, I think the Houston Sabercats are in a No, club. neither am I. Yeah. Next level uh, rugby all the way. <laughs> there you go. Um, or runner sports. You got our boy, uh, you got our boy Greg Cradelli on the, on the runner sports. Um, or even ear full of dirt at this point. Any, even our competitor, ear full of dirt. I'll, I'll take them over flow rugby. But um, yeah, or ear full of dirt as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, except for Liam, Liam, you know, me and Liam, we butt heads, but I'm joking. Uh, Houston gave, they gave Houston a C plus and yes, while Houston is stagnant, they're still better than they were last year. Um, they are that grind down possession game. If they can get the, I feel if they could just get the ball out a little quicker, I think that's kind of where they're stuck with the, with the way they play. Um, they're a team to, to be reckoned with. I don't think they're as weak as people think they are. No, I think that first game against uh, New England was kind of a was a mistake and a, a blip on the radar that everyone kind of said, "Oh, this is going to be the rest of you know their season. They'll look out, or you know, they're they're not nearly as good as they were last year." But I think that was just a you know early season jitters, first game jitters, whatever you want to call it. I um, I think you know we're we're getting we went what uh, four in a row now, three in a row now, mm-hmm. one. So you know, it, we're we're a team to be reckoned with. Right now, I think uh, we're in second place in the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, you know, behind Toronto, and even though Toronto won, um, we're gonna we're gonna move on from our recap now. Um, even though Toronto won, you did see some cracks in their arbor there, and I think right now is is th- this past week and this week. If you're still traveling, you're gonna have a problem with your matches. What do you think about that? I think so too. I think you know. Uh... All these new th- north northeast teams traveling right now. 
Um, they haven't had their first home games yet, or they're, they're getting close to, you know, they haven't had one in a while. And so um, all this travel is definitely, you know, paying its toll. Even if you're coming back on the weekends or during the week to, you know, to practice, it's, you know, see a lot of those roomy players are coming back to New York, they're practicing, then you're, you know, you're traveling for the weekend. It's, it's still, it takes a heavy toll traveling around uh, to play. And so um, it just, it's just tiring. And I think, you know, it's going to expose weaknesses. I think it, it hardens us a little bit, but it is uh, on the parity scale. I think that's the only thing MLR doesn't have. And that's just because of the way they want to do it, to have more fans there um, is, is to have the Northeast teams play away. Um, and I don't knock that strategy. I understand it. We're a young league. We want people to go uh, and watch and maybe you'll get more people to go to Vegas than you yeah. will sitting in 10 degree weather at MCU. I, I, I understand it. Um, I'm hoping next year we get around it, whether it's a different stadium, maybe we're playing in a dome somewhere, um, or at least getting the New England home, uh, New England away back so that we could take a trip there. Um, I think that's what killed us this year um, as a group. I know we want to do some aways. Old Glory away was was is going to be on a like a 6 p.m. kickoff on a Sunday, which sucks. Um, and, and that's kind of killed our momentum as a group. Um, but real quick, I have some Rooney announcements. Uh, so if you didn't see on the Facebook uh, page or group, unfortunately, because of the way coronavirus is spreading in uh, New York, uh, we've had several confirmed cases in Manhattan and Westchester County now. Um, we had to postpone the homecoming uh, dinner dance gala, whatever you want to call it, that was going to happen this Wednesday. Again, it's, it's postponed till June um, they, so they can rethink their plan about it. Uh, I know I've, I'm upset. I was looking forward to going. I was looking forward to having some face-to-face time with some of the rooster boosters and, and some of the guys. Um, so that's that's number one. Number two, uh, Mikey, do you want to you want to tell them about uh, the home game? Yeah, this coming home game, I believe uh, James Kennedy wanted to have a theme night for all the fans to come out and uh, dress up. And so we're talking about it and we will like everyone to dress up as a superhero um, and have, so we'll have a superhero night for the, uh, the first home game of the season. Yep. So we're looking, please dress up as your favorite superhero. Um, no matter what it is, we, we love it. We want to see it. We want to show fans. So our, let's see. I believe that's what uh, we're playing Seattle. Uh, March. 14th bear with me i don't know them all in my head folks uh march 15th uh so we're playing seattle at home in mcu park march 15th 3 p.m please wear a super uh hero costume we're gonna put it out there um i wish mikey could be there mikey who's your favorite superhero by the way Ooh, that's a tough one i, I do enjoy a good batman um Ooh. You know, I think uh, I'd have to go with, yeah, I think Batman would be my favorite superhero. I would say, though, uh, if you're dressing up for superhero night, maybe do a little pandering. Uh, try and make yourself like a, a Foden jersey or a, a Boston jersey and put a, 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 a cape on the back of it. I'll, it'll definitely win you some some brownie points from the Rooney players. <laughs> definitely. Definitely wear the butcher and just put a cape and say, I'm I'm the butch. Um, my yeah. Actually, my favorite superhero is kind of weird. Uh, it's it's not the Flash. It's Flash Gordon from the old comic and the old '80s movie with the Queen soundtrack. Um, you know, 
obviously quarterback started quarterback of the New York Jets saved the world. You can't you can't really beat that. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the party. Um, and also, if you if you haven't seen, um, I will be getting the flapjack shirts hopefully Saturday. Um, when they will be going out, I'm not sure. You will definitely get them before the next time we play New England. Um, I sent it out there, so if you didn't see it, we're we're gonna have those nice flapjack shirts. Um, and if if all goes well, um, oh, I got a great movie, it, uh, Flash Gordon. It was a great it's great soundtrack. How, if I told you Queen did a soundtrack to a superhero movie, I mean, how are you not gonna watch it? You know. Um, but back to the flapjack shirts, we might do a second run of them. Um, as you're, well. not, you're not wrong, it's a great movie. I I love it. Um, we're going. We might do a second run of flapjack shirts, depending on the uh, interest. Um, so, please, when you do get your flapjack shirt, please post a picture of, of you in it. Post it, you know, to our Instagram. Post it to our Facebook page, the group, wherever you you know, wherever you watch us. Um, so quick, I know um, for Rooney, uh, we have really have no news um, on on the news front. There, we still have, I think, four guys awaiting uh to get into the country with their visa obviously coronavirus is going to slow it down um we're waiting on i think what evan Minturn, Kara Pryor, and two other guys i i don't recall offhand um but i i think i mean in my opinion with this corona coronavirus spreading it is going to delay people constantly so mike what do you think about the coronavirus and how it's going to to affect the rugby going forward I'll, you can see how it's affecting Europe right now with uh, Italy having to postpone their their game against Ireland in Ireland, and then they're postponing the game against England um, in Italy. And then I believe that all they canceled two Pro 14 matches, or up to four matches now, and I think the other ones moving forward are being played behind closed doors. And so um, it's, it's interesting going forward what they're going to do with it. Um, I, I, I'm not a, uh, someone that, you know, studies viruses for a living. I can't say, you know, one way or another, if this is a, uh, you know, it's going to be a big deal or not. Um, I, I think that the media might be blowing it, you know, out of proportion, but, uh, it's still a good idea to, you know, play it safe and, you know, make sure that everyone is healthy. You don't, you don't want this, you know, really, you know, getting out of control. Yeah, and, and from what I've heard, we have no plans on canceling any of the rugby in the MLR, playing it behind closed doors as of yet. Um, going back to the uh, the Rooney home match against Seattle, our first home match of the season, they are having a huge tailgate. They want everybody to come, all the Rooster Boosters. You could pick up your Rooster Booster season ticket package shirts and hoodies at that tailgate. Um, so come early. Uh, you get to meet some of the guys. Uh, I know Alex McDonald will be there. He's always a guy you can uh, really talk to and get to know um, since he's out for the season. Unfortunately, he'll be sitting from the stands. Um, so that's another key point to uh, to uh, to our uh, first home game. Um, also, we the uh, AGs just had a, a signing or two or three, actually three signings. Um, hold up. Let me let me pull Dougie Coyle's uh, report here, which uh, I steal constantly. Uh, Doug Coyle. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who did Gil Gro- Groney's added? Uh, let's see. They added McGee, Marath, and okay. 
uh, about this content. About this content. See more. I got fat fingers. And Pete Cowley. Um, this just makes the AGs better, I think, Mike. What do you think of the signing for the AGs? Yeah, I think it's it's good. Um, it just shows that, you know, they're still in it, um, which is great. You know, we want to have a competitive MLR. We want to have even, you know, those those lower teams fighting. Still don't know what a Gilbroni is, waiting on that. But uh, it's good that they got these signings. Well, I'm hoping they send us a case or something. I mean, like, you know, the supporters club, they're, they're funny guys. Uh, Dustin Zur down there. You know, so I expect, you know, you send me a case of a I, I was – yeah, I'm assuming they got to send us something. We send them some, like, you know, mozzarella and fried chicken or something, you know, make it real nice for them. Um, but, yeah, I think it's big signings for them. I think those guys will be versatile. And, again, you're right. We want – I don't want any team to fail. I want there to be competition. Um, I want the West to have a comeback here, and I think the West will have a comeback. Um, that's my bold prediction after the first quarter of the season. The West will have a comeback. Um, you'll see it. I think they were a lot of the a lot of the teams were kind of on that Rooney uh, tip against New England, where they just weren't ready, and it kind of blew them back. Um, and now you're starting to see some momentum, especially in the in the score lines. Um, so that's going to move us on to our week five match preview. So this week we play San Diego Legion on uh, what second on Sunday the eighth. Kickoff is at a agonizing three or Sunday seven, 7 p.m. Right? Eighth at seven o'clock. There you go. Agonizing, agonizing start time for me. Uh, I hate that, but beggars can't be choosers. So what do you think of Legion so far, Mikey? Uh, they definitely are the team to beat this year. Um, I think they, they went out, you know, last year after uh, thinking they, they were going to win the championship and then falling a little short um, and definitely picked up some big signings with, you know, Mananu and uh, some other guys. And so they they want it real bad. They, they really do. And uh, it's going to be a tough game for us, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game for us. Like we spoke about travel. Um, I think we're going to be a little run down the travel. As a, I mean, you know, it's part of being an athlete, a professional athlete. But, you know, at this point, most professional athletes also don't have a second job. So you work all week, you practice all week, and now you got to take a trip to San Diego on a Friday. And hopefully you'll get your bearings on um, on Saturday to, to, to get ready for Sunday. Um, I, back to something I mentioned pr prior I was hoping I'm hoping this week that Kyle Sumption is is available for selection because um, I think if we have you know the Bash brothers up front at the one of the three the butcher at two um, uh, Brakeley and Charlie Hewitt in the lock positions then the rest of your loose forwards are Hanko uh, uh, Kyle and and you got Bosta at eight I think that's the best pack in the league to be quite honest. Yeah, that'd be that's a, a, a crazy uh, you know uh, pack that we have going on, and it would definitely it would definitely bring the thunder uh, if you know if everyone all one of the, all those players can get in there, um, it would definitely be a pack that could uh, match the legions. And and since uh, Rocky came back uh, from hiatus, I, I do think our scrum um, has been better. Um, while I haven't seen the push forward I like, we definitely have been pushing back. And defensively, 
we've been holding our own. Um, so I just like to see a little more forward momentum in the scrum on that. But that's that's me. I'm a forward. You know, what are you going to do? Um, I think it's our defense. It comes down to our defense. Um, is can we continue to tackle well? Can we continue to secure one-on-one tackles? And can we minimize the damage that happens if somebody doesn't get a line break? Yeah, uh, if that's going to be that's going to be the where you know the game's really played, especially in the back line. Um, we talk about you know Mananu for for Legion. Um, he's been playing, you know, a- amazing this season for that. Really, you know, was a game changer pickup, and we could contain Ma and you know some of those other you know backline players for the Legion. We could really you know uh, control the game, and I think if we you know play the same defense that we played against Houston, against, you know, the Legion where we're, we're constantly pushing up, making sure that they don't get that extra room to come up on us and get that extra uh, head of steam. Um, we could definitely play really well and, and keep it real tight. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. And we're just hoping that Ben Foden doesn't use his face to make any more tackles because against Legion, that's how you really get hurt. So we have a question here. Um, is Basta going to be number eight for the rest of the season? I mean, it looks like it, um, you know, they wanted him in the back line. We had obviously Alex Mack and Trevor Casty go out uh, for for our locks, so that is, you know, it moved people around. Nate Brinkley had to move inside from being loose. You know, at the time they didn't have Hanko, they didn't have Charlie Hewitt, um, so they put Boston in a secondary position. Um, I think when Trevor Cassidy comes back with the addition of Hewitt, with the addition of Hanko, I think they put Boston in the back line at some point. What do you think, Mike? You think he's going to go back there? I think that you're you're yeah you're you're spot on with that. Um, you know, once we get everyone back healthy, record and roll, ready to go, it's going to be it's going to be tough. You know, who's going to play where, but. Um, I have definitely have faith that uh, McWilliams will figure out, you know, where boss is going to be. Uh, he's definitely filled in great at eight. Um, unfortunately, the, the only time we've seen him play as a center was against uh, the free Jacks. And that wasn't a good game to, you know, overall to see what people could do. Um, so it, it's, you know, who knows, maybe at some point he starts at an eight and at a game and then, we move him to center for the second half, it, something like that to mix it up just to see what we could do with him. I think that might be an option. I mean, I think it was telling if you go back to week two against uh, uh, Gilgronis, you know, when Patty Ryan went out on the card and Connor Wallace Sims had to sit, Boston had the wherewithal to back up if, if he saw Gilgronis kicking to either receive the kick or give Foden an outlet. And when he did get the ball get, in those seasons, in, in, in that area, mm-hmm. he did get to move forward and really show that he, he's banging with guys. So I do think that if, mm-hmm. if we can get him at center, you know, maybe it's one of those things you start him at center, um, and then as the game's grinding on, move him to number eight. Um, and you know, maybe it's, it's that reversal. Uh, we have another question real quick. Uh, is Nanu hurt? Um, not that I know of, but again, I don't think San Diego is is one of the teams that does a um, uh, an, an injury report. I know certainly Rooney does it for whatever reason they don't want to do it. Um, but I, have you ever have you heard anything of Nanu? 
I haven't heard anything, and I didn't see the game uh, that they played last week, so I'm assuming that he's going to be in the starting lineup. Uh, so that's interesting news if he is hurt. Um, that would definitely change up their game and, and give us a better shot. And San Diego, interestingly, is just something I know randomly because I'm a nut. The last two weeks they haven't um, published their starters 48 hours before their match. They've only done it 24 hours. So I'm wondering if that's an injury thing. It seems quite Belichickian, um, but you know I don't like to say his name uh, in regards to rugby. But um, no, seriously, it's it's one of those things where they have MLR has these rules. One of them does not include giving an injury report. Um, and actually, that 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 goes to I'm going to go off on a tangent um, to move the game forward commercially. We have to successfully market the sport for for legalized sports gambling and one of the things you need to have to do uh, you have to do to do the sports gambling is have this league-wide injury report so i think next year now that we have 12 complete teams and we're going to have two more expansion teams you might see a rule from the mlr saying you have to show something so i mean what do you, what do you think about injury report i think that's a great idea um definitely i, I know that up, up by us we have uh, Rivers Casino in Schenectady and then the Racino up in Saratoga. And so there is uh, legal places for you to, you know, do big sports. Um, and so that would be great, I think, overall, you know, for the sport and to have, you know, some sort some place where, you know, real nuts like us can go to and bet on a, a you know, an MLR game, find a bookie that will, will take a an MLR bet between, you know, Rooney and you know Colorado or whatever you know so uh, I think going forward I think that's that's the way to go um, it's it, the league is still young uh, it's one of those things that I think as time moves on we're going to you know be implementing these things that definitely help uh, the league grow overall it's just going to be a little slower uh, but you know take a look at what's happened you know with the NBA and the NFL it's the same kind of thing um, you know it, it's taken it just takes time for you know, these things to be integrated into sports leagues in general. And I think also, and not just the gambling portion of making a bet on a team, I think fantasy rugby is a thing, you know, so you can get into a fantasy rugby league. There's enough positions and enough players, and enough, especially next year, there should be enough teams so that you could have a, a five or six man or a 10 man league mm -hmm. um, and do well. I mean, maybe 10 pushing it with, if we only have 14 or 15 teams, um, you know, just because you only have 14 or 15 teams. Um, so there, there won't be a lot of subs. But I know uh, last year well, – I know with uh, with fantasy rugby, I do a fantasy rugby uh, through Guinness for Six Nations, and it gives you a, a budget and a player, you know, the player amounts. And so it's not necessarily everyone's picking – you know, doing a draft, it's more of, oh, you make a budget based on that. You know, every team gets a point, every player gets a point for how they played that week. Um, and we've got, I think, eight eight or nine guys in the league right now for Six Nations. So this is something going forward that they could definitely do where, you know, they team up with some fantasy league to have something like that going on. Or even yeah. ESPN could do it because ESPN also does do it. Definitely. Um, especially if you do that, that format is called Daily Fantasy Sports Format for those of you insiders who don't know. Um, so if you did it that way, I could definitely see that breaking out being the first the first type of MLR-style 
uh, fancy rugby out there. I know the EOD guys try was trying to do a fancy rugby league last year, and because of the uh, lack of injury news, and the EOD guys, Craig Gridelli, Liam, uh, Aaron, they're kind of insiders. Even with their inside knowledge, they were kind of still getting screwed, and it was kind of clunky. Um, but back to the match, uh, wishful thinking. My prediction is going to be Rooney by two. Hopefully. Yeah, I'd, I'd say wishful thinking, Rooney by two. Um, I, I don't want to say it, but if they if they lose by less than ten, I'd consider that a, a, a you know a moral victory as well between the, you know the traveling out um, to San Diego uh, I, and then you know playing. What's the f- the first team? You know the number one team in the, in the league right now, and are still very hot. So um, yeah, if they lose, you know, less than ten, um, I'd be happy with that game. See, if they lose and get the two bonus points, I'd be happy. The one bonus point, I'm yeah. not quite sure. Um, but if they get the two bonus points, uh, I'll be happy with that. But I think Rooney by two. I'm not sure if it will be a bonus point win, but I think if it's going to be by two, they're going to have to score a lot and keep up. Um, I it's believe, definitely going to be a, a high try game, um, no matter what. Even if it, you know if they come out losing, they come out winning. You, it's just going to have to be down to whatever team scores the most tries, and hopefully we get you know some good defensive stops in there as well. And I believe uh, the Facebook user. So guys, if you're if you want to comment while we're in the group, um, you have to go through a little. There's a little link that says go through Streamyard. You could do that, um, so that way we can see your face and your lovely your lovely picture and your lovely name. Um, or if you want to comment, you could do it through the page, and that way we can see who we're speaking to. I have a feeling we're speaking to my boy Jason Zimmerman. Uh, he's a big fan of ours. He's a really good friend of mine. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Jason Zimmerman last year. Uh, came out to just about every Rooney home game from deep in Pennsylvania, three to four hour ride for him. Uh, definitely a dedicated rooster booster. Um, so he says Rooney by three, knock on wood. I'll, again, I'll take that. You know, I'll take any win. If we get four points, I'll be ecstatic uh, coming back for the home game. Um, and again, just uh, some quick points. Uh, oh, uh, the, yep, that's me. There he is, uh, Jason Zimmerman, my man. Um, <laughs> Again, just going back to the real quick announcements, our homecoming gala that was set for Wednesday the 11th has now been postponed to June due to coronavirus concerns. Um, I know that uh, there was a UN summit that uh, Rooney's principal owner, James Kennedy, is part of. It's like an equality in sports uh, conglomerate at the UN. Those people were supposed to come. I believe they backed out due to the coronavirus spreading in New York, like I said, uh, specifically in Manhattan and Westchester County. Hasn't made it up here by me. and hasn't made it up by you, I think. So that's good. Um, no, it has not. We're, we're, we're free so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, again, that has been postponed till June. There will be more details on that at the end of the season. Um, if you are going out to San Diego, um, go say hi to the players. I'll tell you one thing, knowing these guys, they like to see fans travel. Um, when I've traveled with the team, they're completely appreciative. They'll sign autographs. They'll talk your ear off about rugby. They'll take pictures. They'll do, you know, a ton of stuff. Um, so yeah, please, say, if you're going to get I had two friends that went to the Atlanta game, uh, Brett and Reggie, and they ended up being able to take pictures with Basta 
and Foden and all the players came up to them and said, thank you for showing up. Um, they were incredibly appreciative of it. Uh, I believe Greg McDaniels too was with other people with other games have been incredibly appreciative of them showing up. So, you know, make yourself seen and heard when you, you know, go out to San Diego and, and cheer on uh, Rooney. And uh, exactly. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, a bunch of, if you haven't seen it on Facebook, we've had a bunch of people um, that said they were in Houston. Uh, they had a bunch of people that's, that said they're going to uh, San Diego and, and coach uh, Mick Williams actually responded to them. Um, um, so, you know, it's nice to see that the coach is interested in, in us going to the games. Um, he does interact with people on Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, give him a shout out if you want in the group. Um, if you're going to San Diego, we have a rooster rooster. His name is John Tenbush. He'll be out there with San Diego. Um, also, if you're out there in San Diego, um, you know, just, uh, have fun. Go, go say hi to the Legion. Um, they have, uh, uh all the guys, please take what I want you guys to do if you're out there in your rooting gear, go see the Legion guys and all the Legion gear, you know, uh, in the, the, the Legion Invicta, um, take a picture with them, post it on the Facebook. We love those guys, the cohort they're called, um, love that they do the armor. We love that they're fans just like us. And, and also, uh, give a shout out to, uh, Stacy Montgomery, uh, who runs the, uh, San Diego Legion fan club over there. Um, we also, oh, we have another, uh, beat Nate Osberger. I mean, we're going to try. Um, he's not, he's not the man I'm quite worried about, but he, he, he's on the, he's on the list, but not high. Um, and, uh, and again, uh, our first home match against Seattle is going to be superhero night. So please, please, please dress like a goddamn superhero. Do me a favor. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm too fat for that stuff. But please, if you dress like Captain America, dress like the Hulk, dress like the butcher with just a cape on, uh, whatever you need to do. We want to make, uh, that first, that first night fun and, uh, have some, have, have a really good showing. Um, so that's it for me, Mike. Anything else? That's it for me. Awesome guys. Thank you guys for watching. Um, I'll see you on Monday or Sunday night, depending on how I'm feeling after that match for your quick tap recap for week five. Uh, next week we'll be back here again, hopefully with Mike. Uh, I think Sammy's going to make an appearance and we might have some other guests. So thanks guys. Have a good night.